0: Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Father, thank you for the entrance of your word, gives light and brings understanding to the simple. Inoculate us with your word. Give us an exposure to you, to yourself, through your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Seven enemies of praise. Seven enemies of praise. Hallelujah. Seven enemies of praise. Number one enemy of praise is murmuring and complaining. Memoring and complaining. Why? Why should this happen to me? Why me? Why me? Wind me. Why me. In First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible says that they murmured. They murmured and God was not pleased with them. First Corinthians 10. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. When you murmur, you expose yourself to destruction wow. You can't be praising God with murmur in your heart. Once you complain, you can't praise God. Anytime something goes wrong, thank God that he's with you. Instead of complaining, that like why did why should this go like this? Why, God? Look, at, there are people who come and they are singing, but in their heart they are murmuring against God because they think they deserve better opportunities. They think that they should have gotten that job. They think that that money should have come through. They think that something they should have been married by now. And so they come, and even though they say, "God, I'm looking up to you," I'm really not happy with you. Murmuring is an enemy of praise, and if you Keep murmuring and complaining. There's no way your praise can be genuine. And if your praise cannot be genuine, you can't secure God's presence. And if his presence is not, you are doomed. Because the only safety for tomorrow is the presence of God. He said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow, I have no fear for thou art with me. It's the presence of God that guarantees your safety for tomorrow. Yeah. Not your certificate, not your account. not your friends, not your contacts, not your job. Some of us think our job is good enough. It's not. Your job is not good enough. Your business is not big enough. God is bigger. Someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Number two enemy of praise is the spirit of heaviness. Let's all say that together. Of say it again, please. spirit of In Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3, it says that to give us the spirit of joy. He said to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beautiful ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for what? the spirit of heaviness is a spirit yes. heaviness is a spirit you 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 just feel i don't know why i feel so down i feel so down the devil likes it as long as he can keep you down there is no way god can really help you as long as he can keep you down. That is why sometimes things happen in your life just to distract you and derail you. There are people who time, at th- times come and they feel like, I, I'm even tired. I'm just tired about, of all this. I don't want to continue. It's a spirit of heaviness. Depression comes through the spirit of heaviness. And once you are depressed, you'll be oppressed. Yes. Yeah. Depression is the highway of oppression. You cannot be oppressed until you are depressed. so the spirit of, and Bible says that to appoint the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, so when the spirit of heaviness is on you, you cannot praise God, that is why I said enter his gates with gratitude thanksgiving, thank you that I'm alive stop the complaining, thank God that you are alive, I don't have any, I don't have shoes all my shoes are old, at least you have legs thank God for the legs thank God for the legs Thank God for the less. I don't have any food to eat. All I have in my house is a piece of small, small rice. And there's no soup, nothing. Thank God for the rice. Someone will, will, will praise God just for that rice. Uh, just a handful of that rice. Thank God. And as you thank him, you tell him to take over. Yes. Heaviness will kill you. Have you realized heaviness is people to all kinds of sicknesses? Yes. Heaviness kills you before your time. Heaviness people have you seen people who are at a certain age and you do you can't tell they are, that's their age <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But pe- there are others who can be younger and because of heaviness mm. wahala, They are not happy they begin to grow age they age so fast wow, wow. heaviness will make you age faster than normal yes. So that means that heaviness Facilitates and accelerates your movement towards the grave mm-hmm. Yeah, you are growing faster. So you are going faster. Yeah. You are going quicker. Wow. Heaviness puts your one of your legs on a banana peel and the other one in the grave. Now watch this. Wow. Joy is so important. Joy is what will take care of the heaviness. You can't praise God without joy. Yes. Joy. Yes. So there are people who come to church and you are just dull Because the day has been bad. So you don't feel like it. You are, you are dull. You don't have to feel. Yeah. You just have to do. Flow yeah. in it. Heaviness. Yeah, no. the, the, the devil likes to target your joy. Can you imagine? God said, Because you do not serve me with joyfulness and gladness of. Her. Deuteronomy 28, verse 47. Deuteronomy 28, verse 40, 40, 47. Look at it from the screen. He said, Because you did not. Because you did not. Serve, can you imagine? Because you did not serve the Lord your God with what? Joyfulness. Heaviness will take away the joyfulness. Joyfulness and gladness of heart for what? For the abundance of all things. Joyfulness. He said, because of that, look at what happens. You become a victim in life. So many people think they are, they are joining prayer lines, receiving prayer upon prayer, but the problem is the heaviness that is operating in their lives. It has turned off God. That's why anytime we come to church, we normally start with singing. So that you can enter his game with thanksgiving yes. and express your joy. And then joy begins to well. When joy wells up, you can draw from God anything. Yes. Yes. When David sinned against God by going for someone's wife and marrying the woman. David, when he saw his sin in Psalm 51, he prayed. He says that? take not away your Holy Spirit from me. And then in verse 12, he said, restore unto me the joy. He said, there is joy in serving God. There is joy, spirit of hell. He said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. You are coming to joy, church and your heart is bubbling. You are excited. But when you come to church, you are, you are so down. things have happened to you. The devil has put so much on your head. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when people are getting, standing up singing, you just sit down because you can't be bothered. You are too tired and fed up in life. The devil is getting closer. He's keeping God away from you. David said, restore unto me. That's why he said, I was glad when they said to me, he started to go to church. I can't wait to go to church. If you can't wait to leave church, there's a problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number one is memory and compliment. Number two, spirit of heaven. Number three, discontentment. Discontentment. What you have is not enough for you. You are looking at your shoe, compare with someone's shoes. So your own is not enough. At least you are married. You have a husband. You you wish your husband was like that sister's husband. You see, that's the problem. That's the problem. Con- discontentment. You are not satisfied with what you have got. You always feel it should have been better. You are always comparing, looking. As, and so as long as you feel it's better over there and it should have been there, you should have been there instead of here. Can you imagine as old as certain people are In this morning day, you are still lamenting that you were not born in a royal family. (laughs) At your age, what can that do for you? Think about it. At your age, you you keep hoping, I wish I was born in a royal family. I wish I was born in a royal family. Or I wish I was born an American. I wish I was born British. And so what? Be content. Be content. Thank God for your nose. Thank God for your hair. It does not matter. It may not be long. At least, thank God for that hair. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Be content. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, it said, be content with such as you have. Because, say, but, but godliness with contentment is big game. You've got something. Godliness, stop comparing. Where am I? Where is it? Like all my friends are married. I'm not married. And, um, and even look, the kind of job I'm doing, I could have done better. This see? there is, oh, watch this. That's the truth. Someone will always be better than you in something. Yeah. 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 And the truth also is, you are also better in does that mean something. <laughs> so, what do you leave the one you are better in and begin to concern, worry about what you are not better in than someone? Because someone will always be better than you. The richest man this year is not likely to be the richest man next year. Because someone will always be better. The richest man may not have a daughter. He has all the money but not a daughter. Or not sleep. Be content. Tell someone be content. Lack of contentment is, is something that will push people to grave very fast. Graveyard. Very fast. But you see, you can't praise God when you are not content. Let Jesus, he said, My, my grace is sufficient for you. What again? What again are you looking for? And particularly, most of the time, when we talk about contentment or discontentment, it is always connected to material things. Material things. Yeah, I don't have a car. I don't have my own. My number plate is 08. Someone say, "Hey, when my number place is 08. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so you begin to compare yourself to other people, and it makes you discontented. And you come to the house of God, and you don't appreciate where you are. Right, wow. right, right. You can't appreciate because materialism is drowning you. Mm. It's drowning you. You are being drowned in the need to have, the need to have, the need to have. Whilst having Christ means everything to you. Oh, yeah. Having Christ should mean everything. Yeah to win everything yes. Yes. shout hallelujah, hallelujah. so discontentment is a poison it is an enemy to praise Proverbs chapter 30 verse 15 says that the, 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 the horse leech has two daughters crying give, give there are three things that are never satisfied yeah, four things say not, say not. it is enough what, go, go to the next verse Follows the first one Grave. When you are not satisfied, you are heading towards the grave. Lack of contentment exposes you to barrenness. Be content. Hebrew chapter thirteen, verse five. I think so. Yeah. Hebrew thirteen, five. Very, very interesting text. Hebrew said that uh, um, let your conversation be without what covetousness. Do you know what covetousness is? You we see something that belongs to someone, you like it, you want that one. And I want this one. I want like Michael Jackson in the shop. I want this. I want this. I want this. Every time you want something that belongs to others. Unless you don't see a sister with another shoe. You will ask her, where did you buy this shoe? Ah, I'll go and get this one too. So you have made yourself a competition guru. That's why, you, that's, that's why you are struggling. One of the things that have really helped me personally in life, when you are content... And you are serving God. Then you have great gain. Gain becomes your portion in life. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) So number one, memory and complaining. Number two, spirit of heaviness. Number three, discontentment. Number four, holding on to the past. It will stop your praise. Holding on to the past. Going forward but you're holding on to the past. Looking at the past. Paul said, one thing I do, forget about the things that they are holding on to the past. Every time, oh, if I had done it, it would have been like this, or oh, this one. did. did uh, sometimes pain, unforgiveness, and all that. But God said, I know the plans that I have for you. Hallelujah. So, live a life that trusts God's provision for you tomorrow. Yes. That trusts God. So, Holding on to the past will strip you of your praise. It's an enemy of praise. Look at how it says in Ecclesiastes. Look at this text. I think Ecclesiastes chapter 7, I should remember. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse um, verse 9. Verse 9 and 10. This is a very interesting text. I think. Ecclesiastes. Oh God, thank you Jesus. You are the object of our worship. You alone matters. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9. Do, do, do not hasten in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Do not say, watch this, this is a serious one. Do not say, why were the former days better than this? For, for you do not inquire wisely concerning this. When you begin to think about, ah, yesterday was better, Egypt, when they left Egypt, they're thinking oh, Egypt was better. Things could have been uh, Those days where uh, the garlic in Egypt, better than now. See, uh, the, the, when you begin to keep looking in the, to the past, keep looking, there's almost everything God created moves forward. That's why your legs, look at the way they point. They move forward. You're supposed to move forward. When I was growing, there's only one insect I knew. It moves backwards. It doesn't move forward. We are praising God, and you are thinking, what happened the other time? You are praising God, you are thinking, always looking. How many of us have sat in a, if you sit in a bus, and the driver is only looking at the mirror? So, you have to get down. Because why? You are heading for a crash. If you move forward looking backwards, you are heading for what? A crash. Don't look, don't be, sometimes just good to look. But in the past and just compare it and make wise decisions. But you don't go forward focusing on the past. And so if you hold on to the past, hold on to someone did this. Why did this person did this to me? Why did, he, did he? And someone should have given me this. Someone should have done this. The past will hold you captive and hostage. But I see someone going free. Praising God because you are a free man. Someone say, I'm free. I'm free. Shut up free. free, okay. So, number five, number one, memory and complain number two, spirit of heaviness, number three, number four, oh, number five, being offended in God, it's an enemy of praise, it will poison your praise. How many of you have an idea what I'm talking about? Some of you don't know, you can be offended in God bad to the extent that you don't understand this good why. I'm really upset. <laughs> Listen, Judge God always right. Yes. In spite of what you have been through, what you are going through, why it shouldn't have been you, it shouldn't have been that. Is it? Judge God always right. Can you imagine? You gave all your um, savings as altar of sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> And right after the week before uh, the week after that, you lost your job. And now they are kicking you out of your house. And you went to pray. Not at that there are times people come and pray, they put it in the box, expecting that now now that I put it in the box, it will change. It's sorted. And just be thankful to God. Right. Do not complain. Do not complain. And 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 as as you come before God you have to be very careful so that you, be, you don't end up complaining and become offended. You see, you can always have a, a chance to be offended in God. Do you know what? John the Baptist, the Bible didn't say it. There was no prophecy that said John the Baptist should lose his head. But, when you study the text very carefully, should I take you into it a little bit and show you? In Matthew, Matthew chapter 11, 11 Matthew chapter 11, verse 2, and verse 3. See what he says. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, what did he do? Where was he? Where was he? He was the one who introduced Jesus. He said, ah, this is the man. I gave him opportunities. I gave him a platform in life. <laughs> I launched him up. I connected him. I referred I wrote his CV for him. <laughs> did it for him. When he came, I was the one who hosted him. He was sleeping in my house for three years. He was eating free, drinking free, using the loo free. He was sleeping free. You live in my house. <laughs> no electricity. No pay anything. And I took care of him. And because, because I used my position, my influence to open the door for him, now I ended up now in prison. And this man has forgotten about to me. Hey. John about to say, "Hey Jesus, hey." hey. So when he heard about the the works of Jesus, he sent two disciples for what? Go ahead, look at the next verse. No, this is the man. Eh? Okay, what did he say? I oh, look for another one. No, <laughs> Someone say, Ow. "Ow." Now this is the man in John chapter one, verse twenty nine. When he saw Jesus coming, John one twenty nine. Do you, you know what he said? He said the next day John saw Jesus Coming towards him and he said Behold the Lamb of God Who takes away the sin? Hey! The, the same man, the same man. The Prison has not Changed his mentality <laughs> the, same yes. oh Lord. the same John The same John Because of prison now He said Jesus are you the one to come Or you should expect another one same God who told me? Is this the same God who spoke to me? Is this the same God who blessed me with that job? Is this the same God who gave me that husband? Is this the same God who gave me that wife? Is this the same God who gave me that child? And now look at this child. (laughs) Now, so they went to ask Jesus, are you the one? It's very interesting. Now, Watch this, when John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus, the mm. Bible said heaven was open. Yeah. And the dove, the eh, yeah. Holy Ghost descended like a dove, in a bodily form. Yeah. He was a witness. And a voice came from heaven. Yeah. Now when this guy ended up in prison, he sent disciples. Yeah. <laughs> two, two, two. What? Because Jesus didn't come to visit him in prison. Yeah. Or maybe Jesus didn't do what he was expecting. So he said, are you really the one? Pastor, are you really my pastor? Uh, because, because, when I was sick, you, you used to visit me. Nowadays, you don't. I don't hear from you again. Even my birthday, not a phone call. Pastor, are, are you really my pastor? <laughs> oh, how <laughs> oh, we should look for another one! <laughs> Can my pastor do this to me? When i was hungry he didn't give me any money to buy food pastor are you really are you really now i want to see you i have to call the office and book appointment hey pastor are you really the one see Jesus' answer when they went to ask look at verse six look at verse six let's uh, i think it would be nice if we all read it together this is what jesus said though go to verse five so that we can at least make sure we are following the text so go okay, okay let's go to pick it from verse 4. So Jesus answered and said to them, "Go and tell John the things which you hear, you hear and see." What did he see? He said, "The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them." Go to the next verse. Blessed is the one who because of Offense. Offence. <laughs> Offense made him lose his head. He should have lived longer. But he was in prison. He was complaining. He was offended in God. God, Why? God, why? I'm upset. I'm upset. Please, choose to be on the other side. Mm. Mm. Don't choose to stay and say, God is wrong. God, this time he didn't do well. God, listen, me, I will tell you. He didn't do well. (laughs) (laughs) Is someone ready to praise God? So these five things. uh, The the last two is is virtually the same. Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the one who glorifies Jesus. If you don't open up your spirit to the Holy Spirit, your praise will not be genuine. You can't really praise well. It's the Holy Spirit. Bible says that Jesus said when the Spirit of God comes, when the Spirit of Truth, He will glorify me. All right. And then the the last one is virtually the same, besides the uh, singing in the spirit in the spirit. He said, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15, he said, I will sing with my spirit and I will sing with my understanding. When you speak, sing in your, with your spirit, you hit another realm. Mm. I will sing with my spirit. So if you fail to sing with your spirit, if you fail to engage your spirit and the Holy Spirit, guess what? It becomes an enemy to your praise. I don't know who God is speaking to, but your time has come for a change. Amen. Listen, praise God. Watch this. Praise God for your status, and He will deliver his, the status He has for you into your hands. Don't complain about your status. That I am this. I'm I'm, I'm not healthy. I am sick. I don't have money. I am that. I am that. Just praise God praise for His faithfulness. Bible says Abraham judged God faithful. faithful. We thank God for using His servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at karis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.